Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles framework. In the last two episodes, we featured some very special guests who we recently awarded with a 2022 Difference Maker Award. We'll hear from our third Difference Maker Award winner today, who you'll meet in just a moment. These three individuals were recently honored at our annual What's Right in Education Conference. That's where we presented them with the awards. The Difference Maker Award is an award we give to a superintendent or executive who has been partnering with us for at least five years. When selecting the winners, we take into account the commitment they make to people as well as to the nine principles framework in order to build a great culture and execute strategy to achieve results. And now for our last podcast episode of 2022, we welcome our third Difference Maker Award winner, Rena Irwin. Rena serves as Chief Executive Officer of Child Development Centers in Erie, Pennsylvania. In her role as CEO, Rena leads the nonprofit organization which provides childcare and early childhood education to nearly 2,000 children across 15 centers in several counties in Pennsylvania. Under her leadership this year, the Ashbury Child Development Center was named Erie's 2022 Choice Winner for Preschool and Childcare in Erie, the official Community Choice Awards by the Erie Times News. This year, she also received the Nonprofit CEO of the Year Award for 2022, awarded by the Erie Nonprofit Partnership Organization. Since Rena stepped into the role of CEO, she has led the CDC Inc. to double, get this, to double participation in both parent and employee surveys, demonstrating her concern and commitment to listen to her stakeholders. Across the 14 locations of childcare and early childhood learning centers, she leads in Northwestern Pennsylvania. She organized alignment, cascaded information, and has had impressive growth over those years. Rena is passionate about the CDC, being more than just a childcare center, and is committed to bringing a developmental and educational focus to prepare children to meet and exceed kindergarten readiness, elementary school, and beyond. It's with my great pleasure today that Rena joins us on this episode of Accelerate Your Performance. And welcome back, Rena. It's great to have you on the show today. Thank you. So let's start out. Um, you know, I just so impressed with the work that you've done over the years and want to dig deeper into what that looks like. Because I think we can all learn from, from your leadership and what you've done to expand the work with early childhood. So from the start of your work with the CDC, you had a vision for the centers to be more than a, in a daycare. You, can you talk about that commitment that you've had to child development and learning and how you've been able to take and create that successful model for preparing children for successful educational experiences, especially as they transition from CDC to kindergarten and beyond? Sure. Well, first of all, 25 years ago, I had three little little kids that needed early childhood education. So when the opportunity presented itself to come to CDC, 
you know, I had a personal connection. Our organization was founded by a group of citizens in Franklin, Pennsylvania, who wanted moms to be able to go back to work and have their children be safe. But being safe wasn't good enough for me because I wanted to have children learn and be dramatically prepared for kindergarten. And, you know, this means that you have to get out of the daycare mentality and really be focusing on what you know developmentally about young children and how to implement a curriculum uh, and an educational experience that prepares them for kindergarten. So our motto here is that children are not just prepared, but they are dramatically prepared for kindergarten. Yeah, and you all do that so well. And I know that by doing so, Rena, you provide services that reach beyond the classroom. So can you tell us a little bit about those services and why they're so important with the development of a child? Sure. Well, we know it's the whole child. So you could speak to the educational piece, but if you don't uh, also address their physicals, their immunizations, whether they can hear, whether they can see, what's their dental situation? Do they have rotted teeth um, that cause them to be in pain? And also, you know, screening for disabilities. Is there something developmentally that will hold the child back from moving forward at their appropriate um, in their appropriate way or based on their age group? So at CDC, we screen for all of those things. We have a physician who provides physicals. We have a dentist who does dental exams and treats children who we find who have cavities and then refer them on for services. We know in our age group that if we can tackle all of these things and get services in place for children, then it'll be a smoother transition when they go on to kindergarten. We will have done all of that work and then children will be set with the services they need. So they enter kindergarten ready for that next phase of their educational journey. Yeah, and I know too, Rena, that you all, you know, I mean, think of thinking back over COVID, you had such a significant role in um in really helping families. So can you talk a little bit there? I mean, I, I you, what you do normally every day really gives our young people, our youngest people, an opportunity to be successful. When COVID hit, you know, it just it could have devastated some of our families. Um, but but what did what did you all do? What what did you do with um, and the advantage that you had to really help families? Well, first of all, we stayed open. Um, we were only <laughs> yeah. closed from March until June, and then we were open because parents couldn't go back to work because they didn't have care for their children. So our medical team really implemented a series of protocols to keep everybody safe to make sure that we could stay open to help our families be at work instead of being at home. Um, we, we're still working through COVID. You know, it obviously hasn't gone away. Our medical team is still testing our employees who are ill. And if employees are ill, then they're tracking them um, to make sure that they're healthy enough to come back to work. Uh, our medical team also works with any family who has questions about COVID or about our safety. And not merely just COVID, but we could talk about things like measles or the flu, um, RSV. So our medical team is really instrumental in helping any of our parents who have questions about any of those things. Yeah, such an important service. And, and um, you know, you're right. It, COVID was something very defined, but you, you, you deal with whatever it is that confronts mm -hmm. you 
You know, it's yes. like some, some, it was new to a certain extent, but look, this is what we do every day. I'm sure is what you all were saying. So let's just, you know, do what we do, mm -hmm. um, do best. Um, so let's look at the, at the, um, the children and, and, um, you know, think about what that looks like. So what could a child entering, entering kindergarten look like if they were in strong partnership with early childhood providers and what happens during that early childhood, those early childhood years that benefits children as they enter kindergarten? Let's, let's talk a little bit about that with our audience. Sure. Well, those of us in this field know that the brain develops more in these first five years of life than any other time in a human being's lifetime. So once you acknowledge that, then you kind of move away from thinking that education merely starts in kindergarten, but not before that. So at CDC, we know, even with our infants, that um, their experience with things like attachment, um, having their needs met, um, and then you move on through the age groups to our preschoolers, where we work with children to read. We want them to read before they go to kindergarten. We want them to have invented spelling, phonemic awareness, and uh, the way our classrooms work, we're achieving that with young children. It's, you know, kind of a miracle when you go into a preschool room and and somebody, a little guy's reading and somebody will say, well, how old are they? And we say, oh, well, he's five. Um, so I think we've underestimated the capabilities over the years of young children, but at CDC, we know that they can do it. And um, we have our rooms designed and our teachers working hard to implement, you know, the protocols to make sure that that happens for them. Yeah. So, um, so, so important. And, um, you know, I think as, as years go by, we see, more and more emphasis on the relevancy of really preparing children, you know, at that at that early early age. Um, so, and you all have the that really do have one of the the best models in the country for us to learn from in that regard, you know. And and uh, you and I've talked about it from time to time, but you work kind of operate like a school district, you know, manage facilities and operations such as food service, custodial staff, and I I know bringing that staff together and building a good culture across diverse staff is absolutely extremely important to you. So can you talk about some ways that, that you build a good culture with your staff? Sure. And we do look like a school district. We have 14 different locations in three different counties that are about 75 miles apart. But at CDC, anytime I ever spoke to staff about our work, I've would always draw a picture of a circle and put the child in the middle. And then I would put everybody else along the outside, whether it's a bus driver, the food service person, a lead teacher, the custodian, the secretary. And we would always speak to the fact that if that circle stays united, then the children are going to get what they need. Once there's a break in that, then we need to figure out what to do to make sure that something gets fixed. Because if buildings aren't clean, children won't be healthy. Um, if food service falls apart, then breakfast, lunch, and snack is out the door. And we know if children are hungry, they're not going to be able to learn. So at CDC, I've always just emphasized, it's not the lead teacher that's the most important person in the entire organization. It's actually everybody. And, you know, through the tools that we've learned um, with partnering with Studer, you know, we take very seriously rounding with all levels of our employees our 30, 90 day conversations with anybody that's new, 
and low, medium, and high conversations. We track them. We're serious about them. And we know that that's helped build a, a real culture of people being um, very committed to our mission. Yeah. And your results really speak to that, Rena. You know, I mean, we could, you know, show charts of your your results and your outcomes and, you know, what you presented um, at What's Right in Education, the participation rate and the engagement. You know, it's just unbelievable in terms of what you've been able to accomplish there. The other thing that that is just to me so impressive is your growth. You know, as I look, as I've read about that, I'm like, wow, what? what you do has has an extreme impact and you're now able to grow and have more impact. So in 2019, you doubled your centers by acquiring six new centers in Erie. And I think another soon to be open. You also received two awards this year that speaks, you know, not only to your work as a nonprofit executive leader, but also to how families feel about you, which again is evident in your data and results. You know, can you share a little bit then about, cause I just think this is so important. I mean, we if I could just take what you do and just say, let's just do this in the States because we would make great impact across the country if we could model model what you do. So you could you share a little bit about your vision for growth and the impact on you know how you're creating the childhood learning centers that are having such a great impact? Well, my vision for growth is really not a vision for actual growth, but it's been about helping more children um, CDC is a wonderful place for children. And, you know, our model does seem to work. When we were awarded the Head Start grant in Erie in 2019, I had been away from Erie for 35 years. So being able to come back to my hometown and help more children have access to high quality early childhood, you know, has been very thrilling for me. Uh, if I could build a center every month and help more children, you know, I would be all about it because kids really do need us and they need other people that look like us in, in other communities because the first five years of life are so important. The um, receiving awards, I mean, I may get recognized as the one, you know, on behalf of CDC, which is very humbling, but, and, and nice that people notice, but I obviously didn't do this on my own. You know, there are a lot of people who have been so committed to our mission of educating children to succeed over the years that we've been a team with a vision that we want to help children. And what seems to have happened going from the small little $900,000 budget to $28 million is that it feels like every little success caused there to be another here, do this now, and then get that done right, and then go on to the next, here's more, do this right. And um, it feels like it's just been a, a, a growth over the 25 years that is somewhat um, shocking that it actually has happened. Yeah, and that just speaks to, um, you know, it, it's not, I love what you're saying. It's not like, look, we set out for growth, right? It, the growth is just kind of naturally evolved. And that's because, when you do the type of work you do, you get the results and you're, and you're making an impact on mm -hmm. students and families' lives. That's what naturally happens. So I, I know you're proud of your team, you know, proud of the work that you've done. And and as I've mentioned to you, I, our uh, my hometown here in Pensacola, Florida, we have a strong emphasis in early childhood education mm -hmm. and still trying to figure it out. So I'm going to find a way to get you and some of your team our way so that you sure. can- you can, I'd love that, really would, you know, love for you to um, 
because once you find, you know, I really believe this, Rena, once you find good models and I, I, and I know when you're talking about things that you've done over the years, it's not like you, you're saying, oh, I had it all right. I didn't have to struggle through anything to figure it out. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, you've already, you've made, you've, you've had to adjust through whatever struggles came your way and figure it out. So again, we can learn from, from you and your team. And, and as time goes on, our, uh, your work with, with our youngest of young, you know, our earliest learners and really mm-hmm. helping them have a good start is extremely important. So, so appreciative to you and, uh, and the work that you do. Thank you very much. Thank you, Janet. I think you can see the impact that Rena's leadership has made with the child development centers across her state and in the regions where she has really focused on helping families and children achieve beyond what I think would be our expectations. This is what we want for all of our children and what Rena and her staff do every day is provide our early learners with great opportunities to enter school to achieve success and to continue that success throughout their lifetimes. I've had an opportunity to connect with Rena over the years and I've admired the work that she and her team, the work that they do and the impact that they make. So thank you to Rena and the CDC staff for the important work you do each and every day that truly makes a difference in the lives of our youngest people who so deserve the best from all of us. As always, I thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Performance. Please share this episode with a friend or colleague you think this episode will resonate with. To get the scoop on upcoming episodes, please follow Accelerate Your Performance on Instagram. You can also follow Suter Education on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to get a peek at upcoming episodes and highlights. We'll take a break like you, hopefully, for the holidays. And we'll resume episodes of Accelerate Your Performance on Monday, January 9th in the new year. I hope each of you have an opportunity to take some time for yourselves, take time with your family and friends, and take some time to reflect on the contributions you make to the work that you do that makes a difference in the lives of others. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles framework so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week and rest of the year. See you in 2023.